Good morning, happy Sabbath, and welcome to part three of our lesson study entitled Angel Messages from Space. I'm your teacher, Pastor Vince, and this is the WSLM Radio Ministry Podcast, where we stand for God's truth, not man's traditions, and we bring you straight Bible truth for these last days. The WSLM Radio Ministry Podcast is a virtual outreach ministry of Sacrificial Lamb Ministries. We are outreach driven. It is Sabbath morning, October 14th, 2023. And as I said, this is part three of our lesson study entitled Angel Messages from Space. We've been taking a look at uh, primarily Revelation chapter 14, verses 6 to 14, which speak of the three angels' messages. And we've been going through this lesson study for the past uh, few weeks now, and we've been breaking things down, taking a look at what these three angels' messages are all about. And we're about to get into, as I said, part three this morning of our lesson study. Um, I want to go back and review what we... uh, looked at last week, but before I do that, let us have a word of prayer. Loving Father, thank you so much that we can come together once again on your Holy Sabbath day to study your word, to get a a better understanding of the three angels' messages and what the three angels' messages mean for these times and how we need to be prepared for Jesus' second coming. This is what is present truth, how we need to be prepared Because we know that Jesus is soon to come and, um, you know, we just need to be ready, entirely ready for his second coming. We need to get victory over sin. We need to get our lives together before he comes. So thank you so much for this time to study your word. Please prepare our hearts and minds to receive what you need to teach us today. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, friend, uh, last week, let me just go over really quickly what we covered. Uh, We took a look at several more questions in our lesson. Uh, We took a look at the question, what four distinctive points does the first angel's message cover? We looked at Revelation 14, verse 7, which says, Saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment has come, and worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and springs of water. Our answer to the question, again, the question is, what four distinctive points does the first angel's message cover? And those uh, points are, A, to fear God, B, uh, give glory to God, C, the hour of his judgment is come, and D, worship the Creator. We also learned that the gospel includes the creation and redemption of the world by the Lord God. Worshiping the creator includes worshiping him on the day he set aside as a memorial of creation, which is the seventh day Sabbath. That's the day that we are honoring today, as always. That Revelation 14.7 refers to the seventh day Sabbath is made clear by the fact that the words made heaven and earth to see were lifted right out of the Sabbath commandment, according to Exodus 20, verse 11, and used here. 
Our next question was, what solemn statement does the second angel make about Babylon? Does the angel of Revelation 18 urge God's people? What does the angel of Revelation 18 urge God's people to do? We learned the answer is, well, first of all, we took a look at Revelation 14 and 8. We also took a look at Revelation 18, verses 1, 2, and 4. The answer to the question is, the second angel states that Babylon is fallen, and the voice from heaven urges all of God's people to come out of Babylon at once, so they will not be destroyed along with it. Unless you know what Babylon is, you could easily end up staying in it. Think about it. You could be in Babylon right now. And uh, later on in study guide number 20, we're going to learn uh, or we're going to see a, uh, a clear presentation of Babylon. Our next question that we looked at last week was, um, against what does the third angel's message solemnly warn? Revelation 14, verses 9 and 10, we took a look at that. I'll, 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 read, those, I'll read those again saying, A third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and his image and receives his mark receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, the, uh, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God. Again, that's Revelation 14, verses 9 and 10. The answer to the question, The third angel's message warns people against worshiping the beast and his image and receiving the mark of the beast in their forehead, or hand. I mentioned last week that many people believe that the mark of the beast is a literal mark in the hand or the forehead, but that is not the case, friend. It is, it is not a literal mark. The first angel commands true worship. The third angel tells of the tragic consequences connected with false worship. Do you know for certain who the beast is and what, and what his mark is? Unless you know, you can end up worshiping the beast without realizing it. Um, study guide number 20 provides full details regarding the beast and his mark. Guide number 21 explains his image. So later on, we're going to get into uh, study guide number 20 and 21. And we're going to look at exactly uh, the mark of the beast, what it means. We're going to go into a deeper study to clear the... Uh, misinformation, if you will, that's out there about, again, the mark being a literal mark in the hand or the forehead. And that's what we took a look at last week. And we're going to move forward today and see how much more we can cover in our time together. So in the lesson, we're at uh, question number seven. I've told you that these lessons are broken down as a, a question and answer. And we're just moving right through the lesson. So lesson, um, I'm sorry, question number seven is, what four-point description does God give in Revelation 14, Revelation 14 and 12 of his people who accept and follow the three angels' messages? Revelation chapter 14, verse 12 says, Here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Here's our answer to the question. Again, I read the question. What four-point description does God give in Revelation 14 and 12 of his people who accept and follow the three angels' messages? The answer, A, 
They are patient, uh, persevering, and faithful to the end. What does this mean? It means that God's people reveal him by their patient, loving conduct and their faithfulness to holiness in their lives. B, they are saints or holy ones because they are fully on God's side. Friend, we have to be fully on God's side. We can't have one foot in the world, as they say, and the other foot, you know, um, on God's side. We have to be fully on God's side. C, they keep the commandments of God. Friend, the Bible makes, so, makes it so clear about keeping all of God's commandments. But for centuries, and even as I speak to you right now, it is the fourth commandment about God's holy Sabbath that many people are still tripped up on. You know, they're still tripping over that. You know, they're still confused. They're, well, the Sabbath is not really Saturday. Blah, blah, blah. That's Old Testament. Yada, yada, yada. Friend, the Bible makes it clear Yes, that we should keep all Ten Commandments, including the Fourth Commandment, which is, which has to do with God's Holy Sabbath, and that day is Saturday. Now, there's a historical piece to that, that uh, essentially man changed it from Saturday to Sunday, but the Bible never changes, right? God's Word never changes. God's um, uh, uh, God never changes, right? So it's still Saturday, anyway. They keep the commandments of God. These faithful people happily obey his Ten Commandments and all other commandments he has given. Their, fa- their first aim is to please him whom they love. You can take a look at 1 John 3 and 22. And, um, you know, there's a study guide on that talking about the Ten Commandments. That's way back in study guide number six. And D, they have the faith of Jesus. This also can be translated faith in Jesus. But in, in either case, God's people fully follow Jesus and fully trust him. So we just looked at the four-point description that God gives um, in Revelation 14 and 12 of his people who accept and follow the three angels' messages. Again, A, they are patient, persevering, and faithful to the end. B, they are saints. C, they keep the commandments of God. And D, they have the faith of Jesus. Our next question. What happens immediately following the teaching of the three angels' messages to all people? Well, let's read, let's read Revelation 14 and 14. And uh, by the way, I hope you have your Bibles opened up to Revelation 14. Because as I said... We're primarily coming out of Revelation 14, looking at Revelation um, 14, verses 6 through 14, and the three angels' messages. That's what this lesson is uh, primarily about. So Revelation 14, 14 says, Then I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and on the cloud sat one like the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown. What's the answer? Um, immediately, immediately after the teaching of the three angels' messages to every person, Jesus will return in the clouds to take his people to their heavenly home. At his appearing, the great 1,000-year blackout of Revelation 20, um, sorry, of Revelation chapter 20 will begin. Um, so again, what happens immediately following the teaching of the three angels' messages to all people? 
the answer. Immediately after the teaching of the three angels' messages to every person, Jesus will return in the clouds to take his people to their heavenly home. At his appearing, the great 1,000-year blackout of Revelation chapter 20 will begin. You can read more on your own from Revelation chapter 20 about that. We're moving right through, friends. So that was questions 7 and 8 we looked at. Let's take a look at number 9. In 2 Peter 1 and 12, the apostle speaks of present truth. What does he mean? Well, let's look at what the Bible says from Revelation, I'm sorry, from 2 Peter 1 and 12. Let's turn in our Bibles to 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 12. I'm going to flip in my Bible. If you'll flip in yours, and we'll look at it together from God's Word. Second Peter 1 and 12. Give me a second here. Okay, almost there. Second Peter, what did I say? Second Peter chapter 1, verse 12. Okay, let's read this together. The Word of God says, Second Peter chapter 1, verse 12. For this reason, I will not be negligent to remind you always of these things, though you know and are, and are established in the present truth. So, many of you may be familiar with uh, present truth messages, uh, present truth ministries, uh, basically people who focus on teaching and preaching uh, present truth to folks. And we're going to look at what present truth means from the Bible. But again, uh, present truth is what Second Peter chapter 1, verse 12 spoke of just now. We just read it. So, the answer to the question. Present truth is an aspect of the everlasting gospel that has particular urgency for a certain time. Here are some exam examples from the Bible of some present truth preachers, if you will. I know of many people personally, and uh, people who I don't know personally, but I know they are involved in uh, present truth ministry. Sacrificial Lamb Ministries, if you will, I would I would call us a present truth ministry as well. Um, uh, present truth ministries have different faces, um, but our mission here at Sacrificial Lamb Ministries is to preach present truth as well. So let's get into who the Bible speaks of as uh, present truth preachers from back in the day. For example, there was Noah, Noah's message of the flood. You can go back and read Genesis 6 and um, Genesis 7, verse 2, as well as Peter, 2 Peter, I'm sorry. Okay, let me, let, me, let me look at this again. Genesis 6 and 7, 2 Peter, verse, uh, uh, 2 Peter 2 and 5, 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 5. 
Noah was a preacher of righteousness. He taught God's love as he warned of a coming flood that would destroy the world. The flood message was present truth for that time. He was letting the people know, you know, we know the story, right? You know the story. He was letting the people know, you know, he had spent time with God. God told him directly, Noah, this is what's happening. There's a lot of wickedness in the world. I'm going to destroy the world by a flood. And, uh, you know, Noah preached, you know, many of us understand, 120 years. The Bible does not say exactly Noah preached 120 years. But God did tell Noah, if you remember from the story, that um, I will give the people uh, 120 years to get it together or else, you know, I'm going to destroy the world by flood. So essentially Noah had 120 years to let the people know, to warn the people. So the flood message was present truth for that time. Its urgent cry was get into the boat, right? And it was so important that it would have been irresponsible not to preach it. So many of us present truth Preachers, teachers today are letting everyone know that, hey, you know, just like back in Noah's day, there's a lot of evil and wickedness in the world, and God is going to destroy the world once again, not by a flood next time, not by water, but by fire. So Noah's message of the flood is one example of present truth. Number two, or B, that was A, B is Noah's message to Nineveh. Go ahead and read, go back and read Jonah 3 and 4. Jonah's present truth was that Nineveh would be destroyed in 40 days. Jonah also uplifted the Savior and the city repented. To omit the 40-day warning would have been unfaithful. It was present truth. It fitted that time in a special way. So A was Noah's message. B, Jonah's message to Nineveh. C, John the Baptist's message. Read Matthew 3, verses 1 through 3, and Luke 1 and 17. John's present truth for that day was that Jesus, the Messiah, was about to appear. His work was to present the gospel and prepare people for Jesus' first coming. So just like it is our mission here, at Sacrificial Lamb Ministries and many other ministries out there to prepare everyone for Jesus' second coming. John the Baptist was, was, uh, was letting people know about Jesus' first coming. To have omitted that first coming element of the gospel for his day would have been unthinkable. D, the three angels' messages, which we're studying right now. Revelation 14, 6-14. God's present truth for today is contained in the three angels' messages. Of course, salvation through Jesus Christ alone is central to these messages. However, the present truth of the three angels also has been given to prepare people for Jesus' second coming. There it is. And to open their eyes to Satan's highly convincing deceptions. So unless people understand these messages, Satan could capture and destroy them. Jesus knew we needed these three special messages, so in loving kindness, he has given them. They must must not be omitted. Please pray earnestly as you examine them 
point by point in the next eight study guides. So after this study guide, we're going to be going through some other study guides as we get deeper into our end times uh, or a Bible prophecy lesson studies. So, you know, brace yourself. Uh, put your seatbelt on, strap in, because some of your discoveries might be shocking. But all will be satisfying. Your heart will be tremendously stirred. You will sense Jesus speaking to you. After all, there are his messages. So, yeah, let me just go back and remind us of some past present truth uh, ministers, preachers. Noah's message of the flood, Jonah's message to Nineveh, John the Baptist's message, and the three angels' messages that we're studying right now. Okay, well, we got time to go over one more, one more question before we close out for this week. Who does the Bible say will come to give a present truth message before the great day of the Lord. Here's what Malachi 4 and 5 says. Behold, I will send you Elijah, the prophet, before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. The answer, Elijah the prophet. There is something significant about Elijah and his message, as we shall see in the next few questions. So we're going to stop right there. I want to leave a a cliffhanger or whatever. I'm going to leave you hanging till next time we come together. So let me just reread the question, reread the answer, and we'll just end it there for this week. Who does the Bible say will come to give a present truth message before the great day of the Lord? We read Malachi 4 and 5, which again says, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. The answer who the Bible, um, or, you know, who will come to give the present truth for the great day of the Lord, it will be Elijah the prophet. It would be Elijah the prophet. We're looking for modern-day Elijahs. Are you a modern-day Elijah? We need modern-day Elijahs to preach this message, this present truth message of Jesus' second coming. So, um... So back in the day, we had Elijah the prophet, and there is something significant about Elijah and his message, as we're going to see as we move on. So we're going to stop there, friend. Let's have a word of, a word of prayer to close out, and I'll speak a little more to prepare us for the next time we come together. Let us pray. Loving Father, thank you so much for this time we had once again to study your word. Thank you so much for what you revealed to us, because we know and understand that the book of Revelation is about an unveiling. It's an unsealing. The, uh, your book of Revelation is not a sealed book. Uh, the book of Revelation contains what you want us to know, what you need for us to know about these end times and how we need to be prepared for Jesus' second coming. This is important for us to know. Many people believe that Revelation is a sealed book. It's a book that we don't need to study. It's difficult to understand, etc. But Lord, help us to understand. Help us to be able to, uh, you know, to dig deeper, to understand the symbolism and the the uh, the very uh, uh, critical messages that are important for these last days. So thank you so much for what you shared with us today. Help us to continue to to dig deeper, to study more, to learn more. 
as we prepare for Jesus' second coming. Thank you so much in Jesus' name. Amen. Friend, thank you so much for joining me here for another edition of our study on the three angels' messages. This is Eyes on Prophecy, our weekly program where we come together once a week to study uh, Bible prophecy. We're going through our various lesson studies. And as I just said, as I've been saying, that we've been going through angel messages from space. Please continue to study your Bible. Um, again, this lesson is, is uh, primarily coming out of Revelation 14, verses 6 through 14. And you'll want to you know, go back and re-listen to this episode and you know, you know, make some some notes and, you know, go back and read the various Bible verses we uh, uh, that we referenced. And it'll only help you to better understand what God needs us to know. And as we move forward, um, everything uh, uh, prayerfully, everything will make more sense. So until we come together once again, be blessed. Have a great rest of your Sabbath day. Have a great weekend. And by God's grace, we'll come together next week for another edition of Eyes on Prophecy right here on the WSLM Radio Ministry Podcast, where we stand for God's truth, not man's traditions. And we bring you straight Bible truth for these last days. The WSLM Radio Ministry Podcast is a global outreach ministry of Sacrificial Lamb Ministries. We are outreach driven. Be blessed. Take care. May the Lord be with you. This is Pastor Vince.